0: All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes.
1: You are now listening to The Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers can learn how to grow their bootcamp and social media. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos.
0: Hi, John here from Fitness Education Online with my very good friend and business partner, Travis Matern. G'day, guys. Now, in this episode of the Bootcamp Blueprint, it's as COVID is starting to ease up a little bit. The restrictions are starting to ease up. Uh, gyms here in New South Wales open in the next next week or so, already open up in, in Queensland and Western Australia and in other states. There are still some restrictions in play. So what me and Trevor want to do is just have a bit of a discussion about the points to consider now that things are, are opening back up. Now, we can do this a few different ways. Uh, anything to start with, Trevor, or should we just get into our big five and go from there?
1: Yeah, I think we'll get into the big five, but I suppose this is specifically for our audience of boot camp operators
0: mm-hmm. who are
1: running um, sessions not necessarily from big box gyms. You know, this is, this is very specific for our audience who run their own independent boot camp i think we'll, we'll preface it with that mm, yes good point all right can we, we want to start with equipment trap yeah so equipment big thing for boot camp right so everyone wants to have equipment for boot camp and one of the reasons people join boot camps is to play around with battle ropes and to play around with kettlebells and to play around with boxing potentially and all of these cool things that are synonymous with boot camp and and make boot camps so interesting and so fun and then such an engaging, enticing thing for the general population. And and it's a real um, important thing currently as we move through this easing of restrictions. I think um, hopefully over the last you know 12 weeks we we're filming this or we're recording this early June. So hopefully over the last 12 weeks we've been able to build our repertoire of body weight exercises because we've not been using any equipment or we've been running Zoom sessions where we've said, hey guys make sure you've got a resistance band, your own resistance band, or hey guys, make sure you've got your own kettlebell or your own dumbbells. Um, so maybe now that we're opening back up to face-to-face sessions, it could be, make sure you bring down your dumbbell and your resistance band, okay? Or maybe when people are signing up to, re-signing up to your you know, your next um, challenge, hey, you're actually gonna get a free resistance band. Make sure you bring it to every session. Because with equipment, At the moment, we're not really going to be sharing equipment. This may change in a month's time. It may change down the track. But right now, uh, sharing of equipment is more or less off limits. Uh, You can wipe it down, you know, like it's wiped down after use and stuff like that. So potentially, you know, you might have, you know, some kettlebells that people use for a 10 minute block, and then you're going to wipe it down and then like they rotate, and the next group uses it for a 10 minute block where where it works on those larger chunks, but it's not going to work on like a minute by minute changeover. I don't think it's just not practical. I think that's probably the biggest consideration, you know, like hopefully you've built a bit of a, a body weight repertoire mm. and then, yeah, you know, like when it comes to equipment, maybe you can provide people with some specific cheap equipment, skipping ropes, resistance mm. bands, and then like very much limit the, the sharing of equipment.
0: Yeah. Bang on. I agree with all those points. I think, yeah, point number one, just make sure you've, mastered, hopefully you've mastered body weight over these last few weeks. If you haven't, hey, now's the chance to, to master as well, because the, the sharing of equipment just isn't there. And I think Trav brought up two really good points that we can just um, bring up again or, or, or note. And that's, there's things like skipping ropes and resistance bands, where they're very cheap. And you as the trainer, you might have 10, 15, 20 of them that you can bring in. And that may be just enough. If there's someone at home that's been doing just bodyweight stuff, even just a skipping rope and a resistance band, maybe just enough to do it. Uh, and it's also going to depend a lot on your numbers as well. Because maybe if you've got five people coming to your boot camp, eh, maybe you can bring five. Maybe you've got five different medicine balls. Or, or even still, maybe you've got two medicine balls, two kettlebells, and a TRX. That can be fun as well. Hey, guys, we're going to do squats as our exercise. You're on, we're going to do a workout. Everyone get one piece of equipment you've got that one bit of equipment for the whole workout. If it's squats, if you've got a kettlebell, hey, you're doing kettlebell squats. If you've got a med ball, hey, you're doing med ball squats. If you've got a TRX, hey, you're doing TRX squats. Hey, the next exercise is a row. You know, If you've got a TRX, you're doing a TRX row. You've got a kettlebell, you're doing a kettlebell row. You've got a med ball, you're doing a med ball row or some, some body weight variation there. So I think there are a few different things there. It depends on the, the numbers that you've got. Obviously, if you've got bigger numbers, it's gonna be a little bit harder. And if you've got smaller numbers, you can navigate around that a little bit more. And then one more thing that Travis said was, yeah, people bringing their own equipment as well. So it may be a matter of, um, hey, you know, the the workouts we're going to do, they're tailored so that they can be done body weight. But, hey, if you've got equipment, by all means, bring it down and I'll show you how you can use that equipment there. And I'm going to have two kettlebells The first two people that come get that. So, yeah, I agree with everything you said,
1: Trav. Uh, Next thing we've got is maximum amount of people. This, this one's gonna vary uh, state to state and it's gonna vary week by week, right? So... Sorry, as I just cough. Uh, yeah, so it's gonna vary state by state. And it's gonna vary week by week. So at the moment, um, I know some states are opening up. I think WA opened up to like 100 people outdoors. So if we look forward to the future, that's where we're gonna to get to with places like New South Wales where we're currently at say 10. So it is gonna open up a little bit more. But I think this is the opportunity where you can play around with a few options for what you offer. So for example, maybe you've offered 20 sessions, un- unlimited sessions you know, for your package. But hey, realistically, who's coming to the 20? You know, no one's coming to 20 sessions. Maybe your package is gonna change around to be 10 sessions a week or four sessions a week, and it's going to be like a booking place, like a booking system coming play. Well, I think the booking system is going to be the most important thing um, moving forward. Whichever one you use, you know, like I know we've we've spoken with uh, Pete Hovland from Muster a lot, and we really like that one because it's, it's just, uh, there's no upfront payment. So it's simply, you know, it just takes a bit of a commission from whatever payments go through it. But I think really booking systems are going to play a really important role at least in the next, you know, in the next sort of, you know, probably four to six weeks while numbers maybe go from 10 to 20. And, you know, again, it depends. If you've only got five people coming, you maybe don't need to worry about the booking system. But if you've got a business currently that has 50 registered or 100 registered, a booking system is going to be essential.
0: Yes, so agree once again with Trav there. So my take on that, because I'm always I've always been a big boot camp sort of guy. I've always been like, hey, I'm just gonna run one session a day and I want 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 people in that one session. Not feasible at the moment. So there's a few ways you can manipulate that. Trap hit it on the head. The number one is is a booking system. And with that, you can still manipulate, get it depend on numbers, but let's just use, let's use 20 as an example. Let's say you usually get 20 people per session. Okay, and you run an hour session. Okay, great. Instead of running your, your hour session for 20 people, it's now two half an hour sessions, 10 people in each session. Your time is still the same. You're just working for an hour. Yeah, your participants are getting a 30 minute session instead of a 60 minute session, but there's half of them in there. So you can give them double your amount of attention and um, there's less of them there. So there's advantages to that side of things as well. And really that's more, now it's small group training, which usually costs more. So they may even be getting a better deal there and you can manipulate even further. Let's say, well, John and I usually get 30 people down to my session. Okay, well, you know, you usually run it from 6 till 7am and have 30 people. Now it's 5.45 till 6.15, 6.15 till 6.45, 6.45 till 7.15. And then once again, hey, i get 40 people. Great, spread it over two hours. Or you may have another trainer come in. And it's like, great, you know, 10 of us are over here. 10 of you are on the other side of the path because if there's one thing we've got going for us here in Australia, it's space, right? There's there's plenty of, of space where you can spread out there. Uh, and then we've also got Zoom as the the option as well. So it might be like, hey, you know, we can fit, whatever, 20 people in the morning. If you don't make your morning session, all good. I'm running a Zoom session at, um, you know, later in the p.m. or at lunchtime or, or whatever it may be. So I think there are my takeaways there. You have a strong booking system and just play around with your, your numbers so that it works with 10 people if you're in New South Wales.
1: Yeah, I think one thing you mentioned there is playing around with your timing. You know, like it could open up an opportunity. We've been very big on, you know, like, oh, one session a day is one of the big things that we sort of work around and, and coach around. But it could open up those opportunities to be like Jono's mentioned. Instead of the, an hour session, you know, maybe you run two 45 minute sessions or, or half hour sessions and, and people have the expectation to sort of warm up beforehand and cool down afterwards. and, and it. it opens up a few different opportunities that maybe didn't quite exist otherwise, you know? So, yeah, I think this is a good, t- good chance to be innovative with your business and uh, be creative and, and try some new things coming out of it. Because, you know, if, if your business relied on having 30 people turn up to a session, currently it's not gonna be feasible. So you need to create a few different opportunities and, and it could open a few new, do- new doors for you. Mm. Uh,
0: next one we've got on our list, Trav, is weather. What do we do coming into winter?
1: Yeah, big one, right? So this is, uh, I think, weather or location or, you know, whatever it might be, this is such a big aspect because we, firstly, maybe you've always trained outdoors. So it doesn't really matter, right? So if that's always been your case and when you're in winter, you're in Melbourne and you've trained outdoors anyway, like your people aren't going to care. But maybe you're usually in a venue, all right? So maybe they're usually in a school or a community hall or a sporting club. And maybe like the numbers outside and inside don't match, you know. So like we know that they're not necessarily like one to one matching at, at the moment, at least. You know, like as I said, WA, I think it's a hundred people outside, but I don't think they can have a hundred people inside. Mm. So you know, the the question is going to be: A, are you going to be allowed to use those facilities? Will a school let you come in and, and run a training session from there anymore? Anyway, you know, maybe, maybe not. Um, and then B, does it coincide with your group size? So maybe if you go into the school hall, you know the spacing requires mean you can only have ten people, whereas outside you can have twenty people. So you're going to have to play around with a lot of those things. But it is important to know. We always say, make sure you're just not necessarily catering for the minority of your group. You know, like weather is going to be. You know, we're coming into winter. This is not the this is not the ideal time to be training outdoors. Like it, it isn't. You know, like. Me personally, I don't want to train outdoors in the middle of winter so, um, and at 6am, you know, but if that's what you've always done, it's what you've always done. So I think playing around with some of those considerations, maybe it's like if you run a 6am class, it's going to be on Zoom. You know, maybe the evenings is not too bad to do outdoors still if you've got the right light, et cetera, et cetera. And maybe you've got your, you know, if you do it mums and bubs at 9.15, that one doesn't matter. You go from the park because the weather's okay, you know, and there's some undercover or, or whatever it might be. But but I think where there's going to be a really important one when it comes to your package and what you can provide your clients, because you may be severely restricted with what you can do indoors. Yes. So yeah, I agree with everything Travis said there.
0: I've always, I'm like Travis, I'll never train. Me personally, as a, as a client, if there was a boot camp that was running outdoors in the middle of winter at 6 AM, I'm not doing it. I'm signing up for a gym or, or something like that. So yeah, what, in the and there's different levels of this, and as Trev mentioned, what you've done before, I guess if you can't go inside, and you're like, hey, I I can't go inside the restrictions, I'm not allowed to, or there's restrictions, or whatever it may be, if you are going to train outdoors, the two biggest things I've found are lighting and undercover. So I, I just said previously I wouldn't train outdoors in the middle of winter. I wouldn't do it in the middle of a park when it's raining. But would I go to a... You know, would I, run, would I would I participate in an outdoor boot camp where it's cold and it's rainy, but there's plenty of light and it's undercover. Maybe I would. So I think that's a, a, a consideration there. If you can't if you if you usually train in a school hall or inside or something and you've got to train outdoors, okay, it can still be done, but look for cover and light. So they would be, yeah, my my two biggest things there. Next thing we've got, Trav is spacing.
1: Mm. So I think spacing, obviously, uh, I think social distancing is gonna be here for a little while, um, you know, so I think it is what it is. I think numbers may increase, but they're probably gonna still have that heavily encouraged distance between people. So um, obviously like John, I mentioned in Australia, we've got lots of space, so if you're outdoors, you're probably not a huge problem and, you know, you can set up a, a witch's hat, you know, and I'll, oh, hey, you know, and this witch's hat is here, this witch's hat is there, and then everyone is, spread out amongst those uh, those witches hats you know so you can do that inside as well where it's like hey well they're mapped out so you've got your little space here and that's your space and, and i think um like john i mentioned it's 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 one of those things that we don't we don't have any issue with in australia and and like i said with the weather you know it's a matter of going well if i'm indoors do i have can i have the same amount of people indoors as i can outdoors and does that impact my business so spacing that, that spacing plays a role there as well
0: Mm. now spacing with me this is um, a tough one for me because I I like to be close to people you know if you ever met me in person I like to hug you I like to high-five you I like my partners to high-five each other and give sweaty hugs and that's not an ideal environment at the moment and to me that sort of takes out one of my, my biggest weapons in boot camp right So, and obviously we need to social distance, we need to space. So what I would consider there is, okay, how can I still get a community? How can I still get that team feeling? How can I still keep people bonded if they're not, you know, high-fiving and hugging and and that sort of thing there? So my suggestion would be, all right, what are some games and, and partner activities I can do that still involves social distancing? And just off the top of my head, it may be things like the directions game so in the directions game ideally or the way i like to teach it is you put your hands up like that anyway and you don't touch the people next to you so you've got that social distancing and that might even be a little fun a little bit of fun with that sort of thing as well where it's like hey, social distancing you better not get close to that person there uh also games like hills and hollows if you've got the space depending on the numbers you can say hey you know stay in your lane you know you can only get this far from your lane here things like rob the nest you know, those sort of games can still work. Um, in terms of touching, you obviously can't high five. Maybe you can get away with a, a kick to kick or something like that. If you've got long legs, that might even be pushing it. But, you know, I think if there's any, uh, in any ways you can get creative like that, we can still have some sort of a, a team environment without necessarily touching each other.
1: Yeah, and I think also those guidelines are always going to be changing. But I mean, that's one of the ones I don't see changing. Yeah anytime soon. But in saying that, I do know that they've okay community sport um oh. for like July. Oh wow um, so things like local competition rugby league and stuff like that is going oh. to be resuming like July. So rugby league with social distancing, right? Exactly. So my hope, you know for me personally, I love jujitsu, right? So mm. jujitsu is probably not the ideal sport to be uh you know to be to be partaking in when it comes to uh, keeping away from other sweaty humans right so these sort of activities if they start to open back up maybe some of these restrictions change like boxing gloves like boxing gyms Mm. now like everyone loves boxing for fitness maybe this is something that's going to change within a month within two months like i do see social distancing typically Mm. being encouraged Mm. but if some of these other things are starting to open up with a bit of luck we may get a bit more flexibility Mm, yeah, I think you've, you've hit it on the head there,
0: Trav, where it's like um, I think it's more it'll be a suggested thing. Mm. You know, I think it'll be less, hey, this is what you, you have to do to more of, hey, we suggest you do it. Mm. Uh, last thing we've got on the list, Trav, is pricing. What do we do with pricing? Is it the same as it's always been? Do we drop it because it's more competition? Do we drop it because there's less people or you can't use equipment? Do we increase it because there's less people? What, what do we do?
1: Well, I think this is... <laughs> It depends on what you did beforehand. It depends what you did during. So I think, uh, you know, we weren't, we weren't out there encouraging people to drop their prices. We were trying to tell people to keep their prices and keep their offering as like for like as possible. So, you know, if you offer five sessions a week, offer five Zoom sessions a week and charge the same amount of money as, as close to possible. When it comes to pricing, now, you know, if you changed it, you may need to play around with your offering, but again, if your offering was 20 sessions a week, but you now offer 10 sessions face-to-face that you've got to book in for, you know, your pricing may need to reflect that, you know? And if you're maybe offering, you know, 50-50 for Zoom and face-to-face, maybe your face-to-face sessions cost a little bit more compared to your Zoom sessions. So it, it, we've always been on the philosophy of keep things simple um, because it, it is just easier, you know, like, and that's always been our philosophy of, of, of business structure. But in saying that, this is probably a moment in time where you maybe need to get a little bit creative with some of this stuff. But with that, I mean, if you if you, I don't think lowering your prices is necessarily the way to go because it's always like a race to the bottom, as you know, as you say. So, um, but I think maybe having having some like different options available is probably something that's going to have to come into play, especially if things are heavily restricted. So, you know, if you're still only allowed to have 10 people at a session, but you've got a hundred people registered, you know, those, you know, you, you can't say, oh, you have unlimited sessions this week because it's just not fair to everyone. You know, you might have, Hey guys, you've got two sessions a week. Plus we're going to run five zoom sessions that you can come to on replay. You know, so I, I think your structure and pricing will have to play around and be flexible. It'll have to be a little bit flexible as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good point. I,
0: I'm torn, there's points of Travis's that I, I agree with and there's points that I think are a little different, but I think that's cool because this could, could get a bit of a, a discussion. So, and I think also I'm more down the line anyway. Like if I'm running a boot camp, it's 50 bucks a week. It is what it is. It doesn't budge. You can't budge me no matter what. But if there was a time to budge, now would probably be it. So my, the best advice or suggestion I can give you, whenever I'm running a boot camp or any program, I wanna give so much value. Let's let's use Bootcamp as an example. I wanna give so much value so it doesn't even matter if you attend a session. I wanna give you the best possible experience that even if you don't attend any sessions, you're still loving it because you've got the community you've got the friendship you might have some online challenges you might have some social aspects to it so that's how i would um encourage to start it off where it's like hey i'm giving so much value that it doesn't matter if you're coming to one session or zero sessions or or five sessions now the other side to that as well is there may be some people that are struggling financially so that's where you you might have to that's what i would maybe navigate a little bit as well i think there's it could be a case by case basis for that as well. Bon on, yep. Yeah. could be a case by case, and that, that's actually a good point there. So uh, it's not a matter of okay, cool, we're offering less session. Or what? I, I wouldn't say okay, we're offering less sessions, so I'm going to drop my price. I'm like, hey, it's fifty bucks a week. It's an amazing experience. Whatever I do, it's an amazing experience. You're going to love it. It's better than anything else out there, um, dollar for dollar. But someone doesn't have 50 bucks, I'm not going to drop my price just because a couple people have, have lost their job or because I think or because the whole fitness industry closed down. I assume that everyone else in the world also lost their job as well. It's, it's not the case. So it may be a case by case. And there's a few different things you can do it. It may be like, yep, hey, totally get it. So look, what we'll do is I'll keep you on for 30 bucks or 20 bucks and you can still do the Zoom stuff. So I can't do the face-to-face stuff because it's just not fair on Mm. – because we're limited in numbers anyway. So it's not fair if I let you come to the face-to-face and someone that's paying more isn't coming. But, hey, you know, for 30 bucks you can still do the the Zoom stuff. Just don't tell anyone that. Uh, Or there may be other ways they can help you out as well. And this is going to depend on your numbers and whatever as well. But it may be a matter of, okay, so Trav, you know, you're a bit tight on cash, you don't have the fifty bucks a week. How much could you afford per week? What what could you do? Because I don't want to leave you hanging. I know it's been a tough time. The last thing I'm gonna do is, you know, tell you to to go elsewhere because you've lost your job. That's not what I want to do. Trav might say, look, man, it's it's tight, you know, twenty-five. 30 bucks a week max i can do it cool hey trap i'm happy to keep you in the program for 30 bucks a week but can you do me a couple favors is it cool if like you know once a week you just take a photo of the session at instagram and just you know post it on your story and and tag me so if any of your friends are interested you can do that or um hey trap i see you haven't left a a review on my facebook page at all is it cool if like you know just while you're you're paying less you don't mind if like one week you leave a facebook review and the next week you leave a, a google review and then you know, the next week you, you do an Instagram story or, you know, the next week you, you take, uh, post a photo on your Facebook and tag me. So there can be other ways uh, around that as well. So, yeah, that's my take. Do whatever you can to try and keep it at the, the same price. The philosophy being that, you, like, you want to be always giving more value anyway. Um, if you do have to drop it, don't make it like a drop for everyone. Take it as a, as a case by case and then see if there's other ways where if you're dropping the price, maybe they can give you value back in another way that isn't necessarily dollars.
1: Yeah, great, great response with like, you know, look for other avenues. Yeah, I think, you know, now's a time where you can be creative if you've, you know, if you're looking to change your offering, if you're looking to change your structure, if you're looking to change your pricing, if you, you know, now and and coming out of this is, is going to be that time to play around with it because, you know, we're sort of very restricted on what we can do. And so I think if you're like, hey, well, Maybe I want to make my face to face a little bit more expensive. Mm. And the way I justify is, hey, at the moment there's only ten people there. Mm. You know, and you can work around it when those numbers still increase, you can sort of keep it that same price as well. And you know, there's a lot of other options you have got there. And I think now is now I think more than ever as an industry the fitness professionals have been so creative and, and innovative and, and I think it's it's really come to come to light for those who've, who've really pushed forward and and I think hopefully for those who've pushed forward now's the time where you also get the fruits of the labor, so to speak, you know, for those who've gone off and done all the free Zoom sessions or, you know, the Facebook lives and trying to build your community and trying to build that engagement, now is when it's, you know, you reap what you sow sort of thing and, and, and those people are going to come in and sign up to your full program once, once life is, is more normal for most people. Yes, agree 100%. Um,
0: that's our big five, Trev. Anything else we want to cover or that's it? Beautiful.
1: No, that's it, mate. Thank you very much for
0: your time as well. Awesome.
1: If you liked the show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your boot camp, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au.
2: Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealzy. Visit our website at www.mealzy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.